Hello, episode, I believe, 15. Uh, Michael Knorr in the house today. What's happening, my man? What's up, Jake? Uh, we've been, this is a highly requested one, actually, to get you on here. You got some, you got some, some of my followers are big fans of you, which <laughs> this one's a long time coming. I've been, uh, once I kind of got a request, I said, yeah, we'll do it. But obviously you got a big schedule. You've had a busy, uh, busy year. Summertime settled down for you. We are, um, just going to talk real quick kind of about what you've been doing the last year, mm-hmm. last few years, our relationship, obviously coach player for four years at Carlsbad High. Uh, you, however, though, are from Princeton, New Jersey, yes? Yes, sir. Yankees fan? Yes, sir. <laughs> Not the Mets, huh? No, no. The Yankees is, fan. Is there like a city divide or something that you know of? Like, um, like this is where they're, this is where the Mets fans start and the Yankee fans end? Or is there, what is it there? No, it's my neighbors were Mets fans. I was Yankees fans. I'm pretty sure there was no, like, and same thing with the Jets and Giants. So, yeah. like, we were Giants, they were Jets. Just the way it goes. It's just the way it you is. just pick one and that's it, huh? Yeah. I can understand that. I always wonder because I see, like, it just kind of sucks to be the Mets fan, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's, that's a bummer because mm-hmm. I think year in, year out, obviously the Yankees are the Yankees. But yeah. but it probably makes it feel so much better when the Mets kind of get one because they're mm-hmm. the underdogs and those fans, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You're supposed to win, but we won, and that feels almost better than, like, winning when you're supposed to win mm-hmm. but then on the other flip side of that coin like it feels pretty damn good to win all the time right and like always be that team Yankees like, are always super exciting too yeah I'd prefer to be them than, than anybody else you know what's funny is I just saw um on the way here this morning actually a stat on judge I think the last three years his exit velo has gone from average like it's like been 94 mm-hmm. 96 now this year it's 98 and it's like <laughs> This is nuts. Like this guy is getting stronger and stronger, and he's it's already. Dumb. Yeah, it really is dumb. So when you got a guy out there with his average exit velo is ninety-eight miles an hour, maybe that's just because everyone's throwing harder too. It might be. You would say that as a pitcher, right? Everyone's got, throwing upper nineties now. Barrel it up. It's going to go a little bit faster. It's very true. Very true. And the more you see, that's the tough part about baseball. Like the more you see it, just the easier all of it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, I always talk about like. Because I coach the youth and hang out with the guys that, you know, play at high levels. But it's kind of like when the youth, like when you go from 60-foot bases to 70-foot bases, like Mm -hmm. that extra 10 feet running down the line feels like a mile. Like you're now getting thrown out on every hit you used to get. Right. And then from 70 to 80, 80 to 90, once you get to the like higher levels, it all is so different and so much faster and so much crazier for like a month mm-hmm. and then it's just normal it's just normal it's just normal like there so <laughs> so people i think that have played and i don't think you have to play at a crazy high level to kind of understand that that these guys that turn on like 98 mile an hour fastballs mm-hmm. when you've been doing it for 10 years it's not, it's not it's not as crazy it's still incredible yeah but this is what they see this every is, day this is their job it's like, their job they get it's not like so easier for them, but I can agree with you on that. I think when everybody's out there throwing 95 plus, that ball's going to jump off the bat. So, um, all right, man, finished your first year just now at Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Got to start with Carlsbad first because you boasted some, uh, I don't have all the stats on it, but obviously for, for two years for us um, at the varsity level, pretty unbelievable stats, kind of untouchable. And then, if you had more of an offense behind you, I think you would have <laughs> probably been one of the highest, uh, one of the best numbered 
statistics-wise guys to come out of here, but 6'6", mm-hmm. six, six, 225, you were probably, what, 215, 220 in your senior year. Yeah. All right, so a specimen, um, low 90 guy, 90, lived, I think, high 80s and kind of went 90, 91 when you wanted to in high school mm-hmm. or when you needed to or when you were angry. Yeah. Um, some off the backstop, some on the black, <laughs> some on the black, which, which I think works both ways, right? Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of fun to watch there, and, you know, high school's high school. But what I think is cool, also drafted by the Padres out of high school, mm-hmm. chose to go to Fullerton. Um, 11 starts your freshman year, mm-hmm. uh, finished with 61 innings. We, we went 4-4 four and four on the season. Uh, but you were the Sunday guy. I know at one point I checked in 7-1 and one on Sundays when you started those games. Yep which is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, and then I think you guys finished seven and four on games that you started. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is pretty impressive. I think for me, the question there would be um, kind of as far as what you would think, you know, coming into your freshman year at a place like Fullerton, who mm-hmm. is every single year, a, it's a baseball school. Everybody knows that, right? I don't right. Do, what other sports do they have? I know we got basketball. Uh, just a I th- few, right? I think softball is kind of good. Okay. That's pretty much it. Too. It's just baseball school. It's just baseball. That's what it is. So is that the vibe on campus, too? Like everybody kind of feels everybody that way? Everybody hates us. They do, right? Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> I think that's kind of how it is in a lot of places. Yeah. The baseball, the baseball guys get a bad rep because – I think they all. Everyone thinks they're cocky. Everyone thinks they're full of themselves. I I saw something somewhere. It was like everyone hates the baseball players because we're always. It's not like the game kind of drains you. So like when you're walking around campus, you're always like not pouting, but you're just like down. <laughs> I, I could see that. So everyone's just like, oh, dude, these guys are just. They're boring. They're they're, they're rude. They don't care. They don't want to look at it. They're mad dogging everybody. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think there's that point to it, which makes a ton of sense because mm-hmm. baseball is a grind. Yeah. We talked about this a little earlier, and I think we can we can jump to it right now while we're talking about this next level stuff. Is like the next level, and and it really I don't think it matters where you go. I know that I know the schedule over here at at Palomar, mm-hmm. and it gets wild. Like guys are now sitting there going, "I just finished a four hour day of baseball, and then I now tomorrow's a six hour day." And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, that's what you signed up for right like this is a very competitive junior college but when you go to a place like Fullerton and you kind of get in there we talked about how you, re- you really have to love it mm-hmm. and like really really love it there yeah. there can't be a I kind of like it I think I want to go do it number one you probably won't make it to Fullerton with that attitude anyways right but let's say you do there's too many things that are going to just weed you right out of it if you if you don't love it it's if you very, can't it's very thin Right, it is. So, they'll weed you out really quick if you're if you're not, you know, if your mindset's not there. And it's easy for them to recognize. Oh, that's why it all it's starts so with easy. the conditioning, right? It's so guys. easy. And and I think that what's cool about that is they do that because they know, they know what even just the season, right? And the season is the funnest part of all of it. Mm-hmm. You get to go play a bunch of baseball games with your buddies right. and guys that you've grinded away with for these six months. Now it's time to have fun. Mm-hmm. But even that part of it is like, ah, here we go. Like, it's game day, it's whatever it is, and it's a grind. So I think we'll get into all that later because I want to hear kind of what a day in your life looks like as a Fullerton guy. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk just real quick about kind of how you feel about having to really love it to even even last a couple months at the next level. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always had that – it's like a weird obsession – like I, 
I've always enjoyed, like ever since a little kid, I'd always play wiffle ball in the backyard with my little brother and stuff. And, you know, growing up, like I always kind of had the idea of, like, that's all I wanted to do. Like, baseball is literally my life. And, and like, basically going into a school like Fullerton, it's like, <laughs> that better be, like, what you want to do because there it's not, I mean, it's hard-nosed, but it's not, like, on, like, it's not, like, it's not impossible. Yeah, like you can do it, but and you're going to be gone in a year. And Fullerton's known for that. That's what. That's a big thing that they're known for is uh-huh. being a hard nose. You know what you're getting there when right. you go see hooky. Like you're yeah. gonna, you know what the expectations are. And I think that's a big thing that colleges have as an advantage um, versus you know whatever with recruiting now. Like you, you signed with Fullerton. You decided to go there knowing without actually going through it, you had a mm-hmm. pretty darn good idea of exactly what you were in for. Mm-hmm. Right? I heard stories. I even, going in, I knew that I think they had 10 freshmen, mm-hmm. maybe 11, and I think they had like three returners or something. Mm-hmm. They all just went to a JUCO or... And they just said, I'm out. And they were just gone. Right. And then you had, I know we had Eshelman, who's an alumni of Carlsbad, mm-hmm. um, made a couple big league starts in the last two, three weeks with uh, the Orioles, which is cool, but he's here a lot in the offseason, mm-hmm. and he's a Fullerton alum, so got to kind of chat with him a little bit, and I'm sure he gave you – I know him. I, I think he'd tell you less stories and just more advice on yeah. here's what you need to be. Like, did he – do you feel like he prepared you a little bit as far as just the expectations and what you might see and kind of be a part of in that program? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually remember I pitched the uh, alumni game like right before the season. Mm-hmm. He was there, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and after my outing, he just we were I we probably talked for like an hour, and we, he just told me just you know like what I need to do to survive basically, and like what I'm doing now will, is is good enough, and just keep doing like you and whatever all the advice he gave me. That's cool. That's a nice little yeah. little piece to have in the pocket as far as. Uh, being prepared, uh, that's some advice I think is big for, for guys like moving on to the, the next level, whether it's freshman to JV, JV mm-hmm. to varsity, or high school baseball to Division One baseball, is like what you're doing now, it plays. Like you're going to Fullerton because of what you've done, not like what they expect you to do, right? They don't right. expect you to come be this ultra super version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they like you and they like with all their recruits, right? They like what they see. And they expect a regular development over the three, four years you're there. Mm-hmm. But people, I think, put this pressure on where it's like, okay, like I'm, I got to be somebody else now. Yeah, it's you like, almost have to like, you look back at the recent history and you're like, okay, I have to be him because mm-hmm. he did well. Like you put this pressure on yourself immediately to be someone that you're not. Yeah, and it's and that's I think the biggest thing is realizing and and two, you never know, right? You didn't. I guess you can go to like maybe the area code games and go, mm-hmm. okay, I saw six dudes there right that i pitched against that are all d1 guys Mm -hmm. but somewhere you got to kind of draw this feeling that i'm good enough what i have right now is going to play and a regular development over the years will be good for me but i don't need to all of a sudden turn into a guy overnight (laughs) i'm here now let me throw four miles an hour harder and and snap my curveball faster what harder you know what i mean so i think that's that's probably some of the best advice for anybody at the next level is just keep doing you and, and keep working because the more you work, obviously, the better you're going to get, but it ain't going to happen overnight in baseball. You are what you are, and it takes a long time to slowly climb that hill. So 
Um, I think this is cool. So for me to look at this Fullerton, let's just talk real quick about kind of the expectations you had on that mm -hmm. note of coming in yeah. to Fullerton as a freshman and, and saying, you know, I don't know the recruits as far as how good or how, how they might be. You probably right. have an idea if you're like me. I probably would have researched them all and, and looked at every stat. And I to did. See, yeah, right, yeah. to see kind of who you're up against. And uh -huh. um, that's healthy competition, right? If you right. have a bunch of dudes around you and you're competing with them, it's healthy because they're your teammates. So mm -hmm. if you're pushing them to get better and they're pushing you, then everybody wins. So what did you feel like? Because we just raffled off the numbers. I'll go through them again real quick. 61 innings, 4-4 four and four on the season, 7-1 at one point on Sundays as a starter. And then you finish with a 7-4 and four record when you, get, when you pitch. So – um, whether you're winning that game or not, you know, it tells me that you, you're you leaving the game, which a starting pitcher is supposed to do, is giving your team a chance to win it. Mm -hmm. CGs are sweet, but, yeah. you know, at that level, when you're going nine innings against the best baseball in the country for college, leave the game with a chance to win yeah. and say, all right, relievers, closers, your turn. Mm -hmm. Let's all go do our job. So uh, for all accounts, I mean, a pretty pretty damn good true freshman, right, coming into a, a program like that. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. should, I would feel good about it, but um, I'd be curious kind of what your expectations were in June through August that summer leading into school going, okay, like, this is cool. I just finished high school. I can relax. And then once you kind of get there, it's like I start seeing guys. You're not yeah. the only 6'6 six, six guy, uh -huh. like, you know what I mean? And all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you go, I'm, I, I got to stack myself up against this. And then, and then I'd like to hear hindsight, you know, Fast forwarding to the next June, how you feel about how it went versus how you thought it might go. So going into school, I was actually I remember the, it was like the first two days, and um, it was a, he was an older guy. I think he was a senior, and um, he's like, if you want to get around and be everyone's friend, you just got to be quiet. So like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be mm -hmm. quiet and just be everyone's like, you know, freshman like. Whatever, yeah. like whatever like be I'll a freshman be, I'll be the quiet like freshman and and basically going into the fall um did you feel like that was good advice from that guy yeah right that helped me so much like is that your buddy now Literally just you being quiet and not opening my mouth saved mm -hmm. me so much good and um I honestly had my expectation was or my mindset was I just want to pitch and give this team the best chance to win every opportunity I get. And I didn't know if that was going to be a start. I don't know if that was going to be a relief. I don't know if I was going to close. Mm -hmm. You know how it goes. And then fall went by. You know, I was just – I wasn't necessarily grinding for a starting um, role, but I was just – you know, I, I wanted to play. So, like, I was I was grinding every fall scrimmage. And then once we actually started playing, like, real teams – I remember we played U of A in the fall. And I came – I was second in relief. But I also went, like, I think I did went, like, three innings. Was that at U of A? We, we played at, like, some, I think it was, like, some uh, spring training field. Now, I know travel ball obviously affords the opportunity for a lot of people to just go to spring training games and uh -huh. play. Like, you do that when you're 12, right? right? You get to 14, you can go play on a, literally a big league spring training field. Mm -hmm. But does that feeling, like, when you get out there and go, okay, this is, like, I'm playing for Fullerton, pitching against U of A, like, this oh. is a this is awesome, dude. I couldn't feel my legs. I got the picture. <laughs> I got a picture sent to me, and and I felt like I felt awesome. <laughs> I thought I was gonna throw up. I remember. Mm -hmm. I remember I was warming up on the, and this was just like a fall game mm -hmm. too. Like, but it was so like, like reality. Mm -hmm. Like it's so surreal. Yeah. And I, I remember 
I threw like two pitches and I just I caught the ball and I don't even remember what I did. Like the whole like lead up to what I was doing, I was just like, oh my god, like I don't know what I'm doing. And then I remember the first batter. It was Nick Cantana. It was second round mm-hmm. draft pick this year. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, this is real. Like this is real life, and I'm actually competing. I don't know, it's crazy. It's a and great then, feeling. And looking up and seeing the stadium and everything, it's it's pretty surreal. No. Yeah. It's some work. So okay, back to this. The guy tells you. Keep your head down, work hard, don't talk, mm-hmm. don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you're getting there, you work hard through the fall, you get to the that game, mm-hmm. threw the ball well there. Yeah, I did well. I remember that. So now your expectations at that point are, are still similar, right? I don't, how, I don't know how much, um, I guess maybe how much the coaches tell you at that point mm-hmm. as far as where you might be in their minds. Nothing. They'd- Leading up to the first pitch of the season, they didn't tell us anything. Yeah, literally anything was up for grabs. That's, that's how you kind of want it, though. Yeah, no, I, right? I, I love that. So, so now your expectations all through the fall and all through the winter are are what? You just said uh, you're just trying to go out there and compete I'm and win. Just literally just trying to give my team the best chance to win. But if you had the choice, you'd say I want to be a starter. Of course. Right, closing yeah. role, not. Not like a number one thing for you, or I just go in. I'd honestly probably prefer like a six, seven, eight inning guy versus mm-hmm. a closer. Yeah. Oh, um, just because like my velo isn't the greatest. Come I can't really. Yeah, just. I'd rather like pitch and like get people out than yeah. just light up the radar gun or something. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, with the way baseball is now, it's like. Yeah. I, I remember watching the College World Series and. Um, who was it? It was Michigan. Mm-hmm. Was it their center fielder? That closed for them also? I think so. I, I watched the guy. I think he scored the go-ahead run in the ninth, sprinted to the bullpen, threw a few pitches, <laughs> whatever, and then came in and was just so fired up. And I think that's the only – a middle reliever – I think the good thing about a middle reliever is you're you're either coming into an inning fresh with the lead or close game, mm-hmm. or you're coming in with a, a high-stress situation to try to work out of. Right. you got to have the right mindset for that, right? right. But a starter's like – Obviously, every pitcher that starts a game, their plan is to go throw a perfect game. Right? Right. Not, not that that's a crazy high expectation, but you're not. Your goal is to get every batter out. Exactly. So obviously, like yeah. that is the, the big picture. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting on base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a longevity, kind of idea to your outing, right? I'm gonna see if, if I can go seven, sweet. If I can skip the middle relievers and go eight and get the closer in here fresh and three run lead, good. Um, but I think those are the two mentalities that I would have to pick too. I want either that. That guy that carries us the whole way, or that guy that comes in with the 96 mile an hour fastball <laughs> and the 88 mile an hour slider and just goes below it. Yeah, right. Just here we go. I'm gonna see three batters, and you're all gonna get my best, and yeah. then I'll see you guys tomorrow. But I, I think the starting role for you makes sense. I mean, the, just the look of you and the and the feel and having a guy that can go out there and throw the way you throw uh, makes sense. So you, sorry, I keep going off on teams <laughs> just because I love this. I think yeah. I think for me, and you know, people listening. Obviously, you have friends. You probably talk to them about stuff like this. But I just got to watch you for four years, yeah. and it was so cool and fun. And then this year, um, I saw one game down at USD in that tournament. Um, played against Connor McKenna, another <laughs> Carlsbad alum, which was awesome. Uh, middle infielder for University of Oklahoma. Uh, what what he go? Who got him? He get you or you get him? Um, I think he went like one for three off me or something. Okay, he was like one for two. One for two, one for three. So. Yeah. For for a coach, obviously Wade was there, who's your pitching guy here for the, for four years. Um, 
being able to sit down there and watch that was just a fun it was such a cool experience and big old crowd right you got two yeah. hometown guys uh, it was fun to watch two guys that that kind of grew up in this program together go compete against each other on that kind of stage and uh, so for me i kind of get all into like being able to watch you guys do your thing at the next level so yeah to be able to sit down with you on this i know i told you a couple people a few people requested you get on here but for me i'm like probably just more excited than them <laughs> to be able to really kind of see how this season went for you so sorry but if i go off on tangents all all <laughs> podcast right. that's why so okay expectations are you want to grind away you want to just keep going and they mm -hmm. probably stayed that way because you just said up until pitch one of the season you know there was no big here's here's was, who you are so we played u of a in the fall and we played i think it was new mexico or new mexico state at fullerton and i i think that was like february or no, it was like January. I think it was January. And I actually started. And I was like, oh, like this is actually like a thing. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I threw one bullpen and our pitching coach. I th it was a super good bullpen. Like I felt super good. I was hitting my spots and stuff. And it was like four weeks out from season. And he was just like, man, if you keep this up, like you could probably, you'll be a starter. Like you're going to have this job. And I was like, like that was the first time I heard anything. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, dude, that's. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So then that kind of just like boosted me even more. I'm like, okay. I remember texting you around that time. Uh-huh. And I think I asked you, oh, how's it going? And I think you told me that either, yeah, good bullpen, good outing, whatever. But you kind of, I said, I think I said, where are you at? How's it looking for the season? And that literally, it had to be the day of, the day later, whatever it was, it was close mm -hmm. to where you said, I, as of right now, they just were telling me that keep doing what I'm doing and it's a good chance. So. Um, that stuff, that's the stuff, that's the motivating stuff, right? I think these yeah. coaches, obviously at Fullerton have a very good idea of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, if they tell you that early on in the fall and it kills a little of the motivation, like, cool, like I'm good. I'm just yeah. gonna cruise and do my thing. So to be that close to like, no, we're really going out and doing this thing in three weeks. And for the first time, these coaches just said, Hey man, this is good stuff. Like you're, you might be a guy right yeah. now. That's a short term like motivation for you that the last three weeks, right? Keep doing my thing for another, what, three bullpens and maybe one start or two in between. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, they're smart. They're smart, which I think is cool. <laughs> I think I think it's cool. I think timing is everything on a lot of different coaches' stuff. But So they tell you that. You're fired up now. Obviously, mm -hmm. now the expectation changes. Right. Whether it does or doesn't, it has to because you're thinking, okay, well, shoot, like that's a reality. Yeah. And now, now how do you feel three weeks out of the season? Well, looking back at it, I felt like, like, I mean, I'm human, so mm -hmm. I had I had a lot of doubt, like you know when, like high school, you're just rolling, throwing hard, like nobody's yeah. gonna touch you. Yeah, like, it was like the first time in my career I actually felt like, oh, dude, these guys are good. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this like all the time, because I'd go like good start, okay, bad, good, good, bad, bad, mm -hmm. good. Like yeah. I could never like get in a groove, and just I don't know. This is like super draining, like mentally. You got to be able to handle now. Now the roller coaster of yeah. of literally, like your bad days in high school are like oh I gave up two runs I, and we'd still win what like five two or yeah something. yeah I gave up two today because I gave up a jam job single, <laughs> and then some guy stuck his barrel out and hit a bomb yeah Steel Canyon I remember that it might yeah, be the only home run he ever gave up right but. I remember that. That's the, that game might have even been like five to two. It to be was, honest. To, yeah, was it? the game I was talking about. Yeah. See, now that like I remember Wade and I, 
It was a lefty. Uh huh. He went oppo on him, and we thought, touche to that guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> he was dead pole guy the whole time, and he goes a little late to your fastball, and there it goes. But like that for you is considered a bad day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I gave up two, left this guy on base. Next guy, with this one guy behind him that could probably leave the yard, and he does. Now you win five two, you get a W. Your ERA is two on the day. Like that's a great day. Like yeah, that's good. That's easy. So. Your bad days in high school now, your bad days, that's like, you're like you're sitting at that in the second inning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I escaped a jam in the first, gave up two run bombs in the second. That's how the Oklahoma game went, too. It was like yeah. first inning, it was like first and second. Mm-hmm. I, think I, had no, I think I had one out, mm-hmm. and I think Connor was up, and I threw a righty, right on right change up, and he rolled over. Double play double ball. Double play ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dude, I that remember that. That game was stressful. I, I remember that. I, that game was fun, but yeah, that's... Uh, that's kind of what I what I watched from you just in the game or in the seasons or even in box scores because I've followed all of them every time. And and it's just – but that's almost what's expected at that level. When you're going against mm-hmm. that high of competition every day to be that good all the time as a freshman, right, you might – as a junior, you probably will be that good all the time. Mm-hmm. It'll go almost back to like hopefully your high school days where my bad days now are – yeah. Shoot, I gave up seven hits today in my in my eight innings. Too much. Yeah. Right. Like that would be <laughs> nice, yeah. right? But okay, so we we just we're getting right there. You're thinking to yourself now, leading up to the season, like I don't know if this is an everyday. Like, mm-hmm. man, I, I I'm being told there's I'm good enough. Uh-huh. I could have a good shot. Mm-hmm. But a piece of your mental side's going. Like, but man, like I just don't. I feel really because that's tough. baseball, right? You're super high when you have a great outing. Mm-hmm. So easy. I'm gonna do this again four days from pitching now. Is so fun, like, dude. <laughs> and then it's over, and you get racked your next outing. And go pitching is the worst. I kind of want to quit. Like, I hate I baseball. Want to do this anymore. <laughs> what a mental drain. So, so real. So you're that close. You're three weeks out, uh-huh. and you're man, you're you're being told that you got a great shot, and your mind's kind of screwing with you, going, but, but remember that last outing? Yeah. Remember this? Remember that one? Uh-huh. Now, how do you combat that and get ready? Uh. Just knowing that I'm good and sticking to it. I mean, it's just like I always think too much. Like, mm-hmm. like it's so easy. Like when you're playing in a program like that, it's just super easy to get caught in the moment and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god! Like, am I good enough? Am I gonna be able to play anymore? Like, am I gonna go pro? Like, you can't do that. Like, you gotta just go. Okay, well, that was yesterday. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do my flush today, mm-hmm. and all I can do is literally throw my bullpens. And do what I've been doing and just have confidence in what comes out of my hand. And hopefully, you know, you can't, like, you can't dwell too much. No. You just have to, like, live in the moment. Yeah. And enjoy it, right? enjoy it. I think that's the biggest thing. I talk a lot about baseball players today having fun. Mm -hmm. And it's not the old, and I probably said this on 10 of my podcasts, not the old, like, it's 2019, everybody gets a trophy. But you're just your best when you're having fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you literally, and there's so many extra factors now for high school kids that I see every day. It's like they're all playing for college, mm-hmm. but you're a junior in high school. Like, maybe yeah. just soak this up. Have fun. You never know. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. You could be tore your ACL in two you weeks. You have no done. idea what's going to happen, right? And you could also, like, our shortstop, right? Comes in, he enjoys the whole season, hits 433, 10 bombs. Signs with Pepperdine, but he just enjoyed playing the game. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, oh, these scouts are here. I got to do this. Right. I got to do that. And right. you play the game because it's fun, mm-hmm. and because when you play it for fun, 
you're going to be your best. And then that's going to in turn now draw some eyes to you, boost your stats probably. Everything gets better that way. So I think recognizing where people are at and using it to their advantage, like, man, you're walking out onto Fullerton's Mount mm -hmm. in Fullerton's Pinstripes. Or what's your favorite uni? Um, I like the blue and white. Right. Or the away gray-gray. It's my favorite. I like the grays. I like those. I like those. So you're coming and you're at home. Mm -hmm. Well, where's the favorite place you pitched besides home on the road? Long Beach. So you go Long Beach, right? Say so you got you got you got a series against Long Beach. Let's uh -huh. say, right? You're the Sunday guy, and you split one one. Like you, you got to be able to soak up that moment and let it fuel the performance. And saying, "Shit, that's it. I'm in my grays. We're on the road. I'm about to go figure that's Long how, Beach that's out." That's how it was opening weekend, right? Because we we beat TCU and we lost with Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, well now it's like I'm starting in Virginia. Yeah. But I'm wearing my gray grays, and it I'm feels good. good. This is good, right? And it's awesome. Where yeah. was that? That was a tournament? That was in Arizona. In Arizona, that's right. So you, I think using that stuff to just understand the moment and how, you know, blessed in a sense that you're healthy. Mm -hmm. you're, you have been given this God-given talent, right? Mm -hmm. And then mix that with all your hard work because there's a lot of people with talent that work at you know, a, a regular job, right? Mm -hmm. Because they didn't, they didn't work for it. Uh -huh. So it's a, it's a mix. You have a gift, obviously your body, you're 6'6", 225. We talked about that. You have an arm that knows how to huck a baseball. And then yeah. you put in insane amounts of work mm -hmm. um, to get where you are. So I think all that's where you're, you're blessed in that department, mm -hmm. right? But, and a little lucky, avoided injuries, whatever it is, you, you're getting there. And then you kind of look at all of it and go, this is it. Like, this is my day. This is my next two hours. What a, what a life. Like, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, if I get that, you know, 3-1 fastball, yeah. I'm going to take a tiny bit off. I'm going to little try to cut this thing. I'm going to see if I can go cap job, ground ball to first base, and get over their cover and get an out. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the fun part for me, right? I say that to our defense all the time. I'll call a mound meeting if it's bases, juice, no outs. Mm -hmm. I always mean, got to be the kind of team that loves this. Like you got to love this opportunity to go. Oh, you know, you know, how fun that's going to feel jogging off this infield with zero runs right now, mm -hmm. and we blank them with bases loaded, no outs. Like you, that's the spin on the whole mentality where it's mm -hmm. not like, oh god, we got bases loaded, no outs. Like oh, we can't, can't, can't run a score. Yeah, yeah, it's like we're here. Let's let's enjoy it. So I think being able to use that when you head out to the mound mm -hmm. every inning, every whatever, mm -hmm. strike somebody out, circle the mound, and go. Let's do it again, all right? And, and I think that, for me, is where, like you said, kind of recognizing this is where I'm at. I can't let the thoughts of, well, can I do this every day? Am I good enough? Like, you're there. Right. You're not going anywhere. You're going to do it one way or another, so you might yeah. as well go, I'm the guy. Yeah. I, I have to be. And you're so, like, you're so absorbed because you're just in this, you're surrounded by all these really good ball players. Mm -hmm. and you just forget about it. And right. you're like, Cause like these are just like you're just with them like all the time yeah. through your friends and stuff yeah. but they're good and you like you totally lose sight of that so then you kind of just you feel like oh my god like i don't know blah, blah, blah. you're like in a little battle like yeah, you're in like, 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 like your mind is just like mm -hmm. you're up there doing your job uh -huh. you give up a hard ground ball up the middle and watch your shortstop make a diving play and throw them out at first and you're like <laughs> nice like this is it like this yeah. is what it's all about so I like that, man. So, okay, so now season starts, and mm -hmm. your name is the guy, and you are Sunday, Virginia. I know you couldn't feel your legs in Arizona in the fall, so now, now I what? I actually felt good in, in Arizona. 
Yeah. Leading up, like, I feel like I got it all out. Mm-hmm. U of A, I got it all out in New Mexico. And then Virginia just felt like, like I've been there before. Yeah. It was kind of nice, but I honestly don't remember. Like, I blacked out, too. But yeah. it was still, like, I was still more in control. Like, I couldn't tell you what I did. I just remember, one thing I remember was the first pitch I threw was a foul ball. And then the other thing I remember, I struck some kid out with a drop third, and he was safe. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. You're like, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's... Of course. Yeah, you. Ha- I, I know you had a few of those. A lot of I, I saw a lot of good innings early on mm-hmm. that turned into longer innings than they should have been for, for whatever reason, right? Whether it was uh, like that, like strike three, pass ball, mm-hmm. guy makes it to first base, of course, now here we go. You know, the ba- way baseball works. Right you're probably going to now get a comebacker and spike it and all of a sudden oh, give, yeah, up, that's give right. up one hit, I, right? I It was like a slow dribble to me, to me, and I went to my right, and the grass was wet. Mm-hmm. And I slipped, and my spike just like went through, cut through the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I told you I followed all your outings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I think that, and then, and I like that. I like to going through some adversity and seeing things like that, especially early on, mm-hmm. right? Because it doesn't, it doesn't get any... And worse is not the word because it's not like it's going bad, but mm-hmm. you're eventually going to go through a lot of things. We go, oh, that's that's the game. Been there, done that. Been so there sometimes for worse, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's cool. So your mentality now is you're the guy, and you roll through season just comfortable. What are what is what are two probably one or two games that stick out to you the most? Is either the most fun or the most like like maybe I had four starts in a row where I was nice, comfortable, and then this team rolled in, and I was like. Okay, here's a little... I remember uh, first start, Virginia. I mean, I didn't like cruise, but I felt good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I went like four innings or something. And then... I can't remember who I pitched to next. After Virginia? Yeah. Who was it? Um, was that Was that Stanford? That might have been Stanford. Might have been. I, mean, I think it was opening weekend. Who were very was very good this year, weren't they? Oh, no, that was Oklahoma. I went, I went Virginia, Oklahoma, Stanford. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, was that early, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went Virginia. I did okay. Oklahoma. I think I went like four and two thirds. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Stanford. I rolled. I like went five innings, one hit, five Ks. Like I felt really good. Like best leading up to that point, one of the best performances of the season. Yeah, for you, that right? was. I think that was my best performance. Mm-hmm. And they were ro- – they didn't they hammer you guys, like, uh-uh. game one one of those games? Oh, it was like – we played a doubleheader Friday night. And they put they were putting up runs early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Runs. Yeah. They're, I think their we offense lost, looked good. We lost 8-2 and then, like, 6-0. And then going into Sunday, it's like, we can't get swept. Like, yeah. come on, we got to win. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, like, I remember more of that game. But I, I was just comfortable. We were home. Everything just – was coming out of my hand good. It's just one of those days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, those three starts leading up to Stanford, I was like, dude, this is it. Like, I can play baseball for the rest of my life. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And then I don't know if it was the next weekend we flew up to New Mexico or something, and I went two innings to give up seven runs. <laughs> it was, like, three home runs, <laughs> walked two people. Yeah. That was kind of like, yeah, dude, you're not that good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then that's the other side of the coin we talk about. We're like, I don't want to play baseball yeah, anymore. I was just so over it. We're in New Mexico, like, dude, this place sucks. Mm-hmm. We're trying to go home. That's a tough. That's a tough part about it. That I don't think. I don't think. Uh, you know, unless you're there and you've been through it, people don't really know. 
but it's just such a, it's a you can feel so alone and like just mm-hmm. deserted sometimes mm-hmm. like you just said like I, not only did i just get shelled in two innings but now i'm in new mexico <laughs> like and my teammates are leaving me alone because they know like you don't want to talk to the guy Uh-oh. after that like i'm just here this is your coaches terrible. probably have one quick seat no, no they came up to me and they were like you know you know eshelman you know he had his troubles too but <laughs> <laughs> just like trying to make me feel yeah, better trying to just pick like, you dude, up dude come on no, let's leave it. Let it be. Um, I like that. It's okay. So we got the whole kind of feel, which I like. That's a little timeline on kind of where your mind started and where it ended up, mm-hmm. which I think is cool because it started in a great spot. So I'm going to go come in as a freshman should. I'm going to compete. I'm going to have to earn it because mm-hmm. I'm at Fullerton, um, regardless of what kind of scholarship and, and um, you know role they told you you might have. Mm-hmm you know that you're getting that, and so are all the other recruits that are coming in, right? So right. you have competition. So I think you start off in a great spot just saying, I'm, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm the only guy. Right. We got to go. I got to work. I got to get – I got to earn it from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you did, obviously, a good season there. Now tell me outside of the mindset, right, so what for the people that kind of know you, obviously, or, or just like baseball and like the next level stuff and mm-hmm. haven't been there – what is you're a month and a half into class now right you know yeah. where things are there's no that first week or two for people that have been there know like you don't know where your math class is right. you don't know where the cafeteria you don't know where anything is yeah. you're running around like a chicken with your head cut <laughs> off but so now you're a, let's say you're a month and a half in uh-huh what does a day look like to you like you're it's tuesday what's on the what's on the slate like what does it all look like walk me through like a, a short quick version of like your day uh it was actually pretty sweet too, cause my like good buddy now, mm-hmm. he uh, we had the same schedule, so like we were literally like together, all two the time. peas in a pod, like the whole time. That was nice. And okay, so um, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, we would have weights in the morning. What time? Six thirty. That's, that's why I ask, cause that's part of the whole like. If you don't love it, yeah, it's just six thirty weights. You're gonna it's might brutal. Just six thirty weights might be enough for you to go. Nah, I'm yeah, out. I'm done. So every Monday, Wednesday, we had six thirty weights, and right after weights, weights would be like an hour. So we'd be done at like seven thirty. Class starts at eight thirty. So you have time to go. You can go back to your dorm. You can go to the locker room, shower, but then you have to find something to eat super quick. And I always had the cap- the cafeteria open at like. I want to say like eight or something. So we had to go like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And our class was like 15 minutes away. So you had 10 minutes to eat. Knock it down and go. <laughs> yeah, literally just go. Uh, class, I remember first semester I had three classes in the morning. So I would go 830, 930, 1030, you know, 1130. Mm-hmm. I'd be done, go get some lunch, hang out for an hour. It's like 1230, something, maybe like one. Class, or uh, practice starts at two. And pitchers have to be there at one thirty, setting up the field because mm-hmm. that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so we set up the bullpen. Depends on if we're hitting BP or not. We'll go set up the turtle shell, all the tarps, all that stuff. By the time it's two, uh, Coach Vanderhook will come out. We're all sitting in the dugout. He'll give us a speech, tell us that we suck, <laughs> that we're good, whatever. Uh, basically, what we're gonna do for the day. Um, and then from there, we'll just, I mean, it's completely different for pitchers and, like, yeah. and like defenders and stuff. But um, we basically split up the whole time. 
but like mainly pitchers will just PFP. Um, usually early in the fall, we won't bullpen as much, but we'll long toss, like whatever, just stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, run, do stupid drills all the time. Run, run, run. PFP work, you know, just super simple. Like you wouldn't believe how simple, like just super simple fundamentals. Just repetitions. Hour. Over like, and over, huh? Two hours. Um, and then just shag if we're hitting BP. And I don't know, our practice would be, some days would be four, maybe five hours. I don't know what the NCAA rule is, but we'd always go, I remember we had like five, five, I want to say like five or six hour days sometimes. Mm-hmm. If he just didn't care. <laughs> He's like, you know what, guy? Yeah, we're just gonna keep going. We're just gonna keep going here. Um, but I also had night class, so after practice would be, so practice at two. If it was like a four, five hour day, I'd be done. You know, like six or seven, just depends. Mm-hmm. Class at eight, so like I'd have to, and our gifts here would close at eight, so we'd have to like run, mm-hmm. go get the food. I'm already dead, like I'm exhausted mm-hmm. from doing whatever, and then night class. And then if I didn't have night class, I'd study hall. If I didn't have that, and then by that time, I'd have to get my homework done. It was just terrible. So from like, <laughs> from like 8 to 10, I'd do my homework. But you want to like watch TV and just relax. want to be a can't. regular person for a minute. Yeah, you just can't. Mm-hmm. And then you're still hungry because you didn't eat all day. <laughs> and you're like, dude, this is – but I don't know. It's just – it's a grind. It is. It's tough. That's a day. That's a long day. But at least you sleep well. I slept like you just fall asleep. You're so exhausted, you, you call in bed and you're done. Yeah. And then you're trying to pray to God you hear your alarm in the morning to get up <laughs> for whatever's next, huh? And then do it all over again. So now, then that's a that's a fall. That's that's out of season. So, that's just welcome to it. This mm-hmm. is part of figuring out if you guys are gonna be yeah. long term guys or not and be able to handle it. But once it, once I got into it though, it was kind of like, oh, it's just something I gotta do. Yeah, it's your life. And like that's even what like you signed up for when I was done. For season, like coming home for summer, mm-hmm. I felt so weird. Like I don't have anything to do. Yeah, like the, you don't have a schedule. You don't have uh-huh. anything going on. It's almost like backwards like to where I feel like I'm doing something wrong. Like because you're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I don't have anything to do today. <laughs> to sit on my couch and play video games and relax. Exactly. Go to the gym maybe. Um, well, so now let's go. Let's go like a season day. Let's do a game day. Mm-hmm. How's it like a starting day? Yeah. Let's say it's you're starting. It's a home game. Uh, on whatever day you're you're getting how do you prepare how does that day look uh, i'll just take you through my stanford day because that's okay. my favorite day um so games at one every sunday so um uh, i don't have to be at the field until an hour before so i just warm up and go mm-hmm. so basically everyone's at the field except for me from it's like nine till 12 and mm-hmm. i'm just doing bp whatever I get to sleep in. I remember I, I always had like a pop tart or it's like super light because mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like full on the round. Mm-hmm. But I just had a pop tart. It was a strawberry pop tart. I always try to get strawberry blueberry every time I started. So like it was just be <laughs> that. Did that start with like a good start? Like you it, ate one, from, had a good start, and then that was from, the thing. Uh, so I had it in the hotel at San Diego against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I did okay. Yeah. Like I almost, I was Good so close. To to, I was so close to winning my first game. So you were an out away, one out away. Out away. Thanks for that. I just like always think about that. So <laughs> well, cool. I know you do. I wouldn't have brought it up if I <laughs> if I didn't think you like forgot about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. So I had a 
I had a blueberry pop tart. I did okay. So then I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy some more pop tarts. I didn't have any blueberry, so I got strawberry. So I, that day I had strawberry pop tarts. I mean, just Arrowhead water, pop tart, Arrowhead water. That was it. Go to the training room. They, um, our trainer just at like, I don't know, hour and a half before, and he just takes like, just massages my arm, whatever trainer guys do. (laughs) Prepare (laughs) full massage, Mm making sure super good. (laughs) And then like a golf cart into the field, feel big league, you Mm -hmm. know. Oh, for sure. Um, they get to the field. I have like 15 minutes, throw my uniform on, whatever. Sometimes I took a shower before, sometimes I didn't. I don't think I took a shower until like later on. Um, and then get to the field and they had this whole, this whole like minute by minute what I had to do. Like mm-hmm. sh- you have to stretch until this, you have to do your, your warm up until this, you better be sweating this much until then, you better be throwing this hard at this time and then it should be... In the bullpen here throwing this many pitches and then you're like, okay, you're good to go. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty, it's pretty like it's in, bang it's, on. Like yeah. It's intense. This is it. This yeah. is what you're going to, every step is mapped out for you until mm-hmm. you start. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So then you start, you go to Stanford, you have a great day. Mm-hmm. And then, then what's, what's after that? After that game is, what does I that remember like? actually this is, this is like one of my favorite days. Like I'm going to remember this forever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so funny because I remember I came out of the game we were winning like 3-1 to one or something mm-hmm. I think we ended up giving up the lead though it was like 3-3 three to three, but we ended up walking it off it was like 6-5 to five. yeah and it's just you know walk-offs are exciting they're the best and it's Stanford so you're just going crazy Pops. and I remember all the boys are in the stand is Joseph Johnny Todd oh, yeah, and my girlfriend's there. there too and um we're like, dude, let's go to Disney. <laughs> so we went to Disney for the night. It was so fun. That's though. awesome. That is awesome. It's so awesome. So those are your boys right there. Han, you got Lutzi. This, this is the Star Wars crew to me. That's what mm-hmm. I refer to them uh-huh. in high school and even now, right? You're all a bunch of Star Wars, like, guys, guys. Yeah. Like, it's your thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Would that be, that's like the number one thing outside of baseball? That, oh, yeah, 100%. Right? We went, um, so you know, like, the whole galaxy's edge thing at disneyland no it's like okay so it's like a brand new star wars land right okay and unless he's like super into it mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. and um so he went opening day like he was the first 10 people into the park mm-hmm. like he's just super he's hardcore there in line yeah. ready uh-huh and so he was just gonna go by himself because he didn't know when like he didn't know for our season was gonna go yeah past what, you, what you guys were doing early june or early july or whatever or june sorry and um, so he's like, hey, I got, like, an extra. Do you want to go to the early Star Wars line? I'm like, of course. Dude. Yeah, why wouldn't me? I? And um, <laughs> we go, and he, this kid, he customizes his own lightsaber. Yeah. It's, like, $250 or something. Awesome. That is awesome. So awesome. He would. I remember seeing a picture of you guys all with the lightsabers, but, like, legit real. Yeah. Like, the picture, I'm like, those are not the plastic. No, like, those are nice. Walmart lightsabers. $200 each. Is that crazy? Has that always been a thing? Like, did you guys all, the three of you have been friends for how long? Forever. Elementary school. Ever so. since I moved here in fifth grade. Was this like something you all, kind of, like one of you was into and then the rest of you kind of got I, into it? I started it. Did you? Yeah, so it was like. It wasn't like three guys randomly came together, like the stars aligned, <laughs> like we're all Star Wars fans and now we're best friends. No. Like it just. I wish, that'd be kind of cool. You were real into it and then it kind of sucked I was them all like, in. I remember, I don't know if it was eighth grade or freshman year, but I was 
I've always been into it. Like growing up, mm-hmm. I always watched like the prequels with like yeah. Anakin. Yeah. And, like I loved Anakin, and I was like, I kind of just slowly. I mean, I, I bet Johnny watched them too, like growing up, but um, I kind of. I gave him like I gave him the DVDs. I'm like, watch these. Like, mm-hmm. These are good. Yeah. And ever since I, ever since then, it's just been both hooked on it. Huh? We were just Star Wars nerds. That's not a he's bad even, thing. He's even more than I am now. Like he's crazy about it. Yeah, it's his, that's his thing. Yeah, that's him. That's what I think about when I think about Lutzy. Yeah. I think about how hilarious during our uh, um, Halloween game <laughs> senior year. You were Princess Leia, right? <laughs> six yeah. six, two hundred twenty pound Princess Leia that looked right spot on. <laughs> And then I'll never forget watching him with the Darth Vader. It was Kylo Ren. Oh, yeah, I don't know the difference. So whatever, the, right? He's a new villain. He looks like Darth Vader pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah. I'll never forget Lutzi in right field. There's a ball hit in his direction in the air. Uh-huh. He took off running to like the line, and his cape is like blowing in the wind. <laughs> He's got his mask on. He can't even see the ball. He uh-huh. just knows it's somewhere in his direction. He's sprinting to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Ball drops. He picks it up. But to watch him do everything like – a regular baseball player in that costume. <laughs> I'll never forget him running after that ball in the total wrong direction. It was direction. pure bliss. It's it was like, the greatest thing ever. I was awesome. like, his time to shine. I love that. Um, all right, well, let's get it. I, I kind of like that. That's a that's a good look on on life, what it looks like for you. Yeah. And it's kind of a crazy thing, and I think that I think it's good for a lot of people to hear because I know that some kids will tune into this that are trying to do what you're doing mm-hmm. um, or, or on their way, some, some of the younger guys. So it's good for them to kind of see what, what that looks like and yeah. a guy who had a successful freshman year talk about it's this fun it's this hard mm-hmm. it's this bad it's this kind of roller coaster right that that you you got to number one make sure you're thankful you even get to ride that roller coaster right. i think that's the big picture in all of it like if you can always keep in in like mind that i'm i'm blessed and lucky to even be yeah. here right waking up sucks at six o'clock but if you can count your fingers mm-hmm. and toes dude you're, you're good it's amazing and waking up to go to a, a workout in a class is a lot better than waking up at six o'clock to go punch the clock and mm-hmm. work in the factory for exactly. eight hours, right? So yeah. blessed in those departments. But um, what I want to move on to is the difference and maybe something you liked or maybe you miss about high school, right? And as, as thinking, because every high school kid, I think at some point feels like oh, high school sucked, it's hard, it's mm-hmm. long, blah, blah, blah. And everybody that's removed from high school at least probably a year like we were talking about this earlier and you said it it's so easy it's yeah. like such a good time looking back at it it's just so it's like you almost take it for granted like you do you do take it for granted because you just want to do your own thing and then it's like oh dude baseball like i don't want to go to practice mm-hmm. but it's like literally an hour and a half yeah hour and and half, you go home you go long. home sleep in your own bed you get your mom to make your own dinner and stuff like it's as easy as it gets and i, I think that's why so many people that are in leadership roles or even parents in general are always like, it's the time of your life. Like it's so easy. Enjoy it. And telling any high school kid to enjoy high school is ne- it's never going to work. But mm-hmm. I was like you, uh, I bet you weren't more than two months into your freshman year going, yeah, that makes a lot of <laughs> sense now. Right. Like that was so easy and fun. And my friends mm-hmm. like, like, so you go through practices now that are <clears throat> like you just said, it's a it might last three hours, five hours, six hours. You're literally sitting there with your pitcher setting up mm-hmm. the whole field for the rest of the team. It's not a fun time, but mm-hmm. you're there with your buddies, and I'm sure you guys are talking, and it's okay. But you look back at that and go, okay, that's real life versus 
like like what's something you remember and enjoy as like a nice easy like that was high school baseball to me in high school i remember actually my favorite part about high school was was honestly just practice like just showing it like literally mm-hmm. just showing up i wouldn't have to be like sh- like i remember just shagging like taking ground balls because i was like i was a pitcher like mm-hmm. who cares you know mm-hmm. I'd always like take ground balls at short, and that was just the most like fun. Like yeah. I look, I look forward to that. Like in class, I'd be thinking about like, dude, I'm like, I hope we take BP today. Yeah, so I'm I like BP. I want to field some ground balls. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, th- I think that's, uh, but I think that's something like for a guy like you that did what you did here and pitched, and you know, senior year even you hit a home, you hit a big home run early, <laughs> game two, three, whatever it was. Like to remember that stuff where it's like. I just remember shagging and having fun. Like I remember just talking to my buddy, like talking to Lutzi and Han and mm-hmm. all those dudes, like mm-hmm. like jokes in the outfield, like like stuff you can't like can't get anywhere else. I guess yeah, the only thing that has to do with baseball and all of it is that you're on a baseball field. Exactly. Like, but you're just hanging out with friends. Lutzi, another Carlsbad alum, had a nice little year here, outfielder for us, mm-hmm. smarter than I will ever be. <laughs> UCSD guy now. Mm-hmm. So I talked to Pops the other day. Said he just hammered out all his classes. <laughs> it, it finished great. So good for Lutz. He's got Han. Han's a character. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look real quick to see what Han did. Because I think Han Han had a little put up some numbers here. <laughs> Han, if you're listening. Han, if you're listening, we're about to stat you here. Oh, here we go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna count Han as a as a. Big time two way player for us, <laughs> a 400 average his senior year and a 2.7 ERA. We're gonna leave it right at that, and that's our guy right there. That's a two way player for that's you. A dude. Um, Han's a character. Han's a guy that that's a mentality as a pitcher that you want all the time. Uh-huh. Like that's a bulldog, ready to go. Got out there and competed. He was fun to watch, but um, yeah, I think that's the story. You know, you tell guys all the time. I told our team manager that this year at the banquet. I said the only thing. You know, when I look back as a, as a team manager, and he ended up pitching a, uh, an inning for us, getting out on the mound and getting to do his thing, which was cool. But, you know, when I looked at, like, he showed up to every practice. He ran through every drill. He did everything we did. He just was our didn't play, right? Mm-hmm. So, and at the end of the year, at the banquet, I was thinking about him, and I started saying, like, to myself, what did this guy, like, miss out that everyone else didn't? And I played. I know when I think back to – baseball and how fun it was for me it's the same thing you just said it's like yeah. it really has nothing to do with the baseball it's being around it it's playing it's playing with your buddies like uh-huh. you're just around people you like and all of it's fun so even the team manager me i'm like that guy didn't miss anything yeah he did the same thing everyone else did he'll have the same memories he was in the dugout and we hit a walk off he was in the dugout and we you know got out of a jam and got fired up like everybody on the team kind of has that role of like we're here right. and we're all getting the same thing out of it like 20 years from now, we're all getting the same thing. Yeah. Like, there will be moments like you, you have Stanford, right? And that's yeah. like a moment. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. You'll collect those along the way, but big picture of it is how fun it is just to be, be there yeah. and be part of that. So I think that that's what I think. And I don't, I don't think it'll be much different other than the work and the time. I think you'll look back at college and you'll have same story, but you'll replace the Han and Lutzi name with two <laughs> other teammates from Fullerton and go, yeah, this is what I remember, and this is the fun stuff. So um, I like that. Uh, I think kind of the last thing I'd, I'd like to talk about, because I think this is important, um, since I got to watch you from, like, 12. Mm-hmm. We started running around with us a little bit I when you were, so. like, 12. 
a uh, couple years before high school you were you were a shortstop so it probably makes sense mm-hmm. why you enjoyed <laughs> doing that and just didn't want to let go of those days uh, you know what i don't know in high school if you really had to you were you were good played a little third base your i did actually year. um that's funny yeah but you were good so i think for me in watching you for almost six years probably before you got to fullerton and seeing you go to that kind of school and with that kind of track record of how you're expected to be and how the coaching staff kind of works and what they believe in and the mentality it's not your everyday cruise in everybody's happy 24 7 because baseball's fun it's Mm -hmm. you know for any ncaa coach it's this is our job is to win baseball games and your job when you come here is to compete and help us win right right? and we all are here to win but and then there's a bigger picture i know for these coaches they're there because they want to make an impact on kids. They want to. You're at a point in your life from 18 to 21, 22, where everything you do in those four years could potentially set you up mm-hmm. for the next, the rest of your life, or hurt you if you do the wrong thing. So I think all coaches are there to guide, you know, that direction of your life. But when it comes to just the baseball, you went to a school that is expected to be able to handle it. If we jump on your ass, handle it. If we praise you, cool, put it in your pocket, and it ain't going to last long. Just like, keep going. Yeah, just keep moving. You yeah. did your job. We're not going to praise you like, for it. You did it right. Keep going. You did what you're supposed to do. Uh-huh. Don't, don't stand there and look for me to pat you on the back. Yeah. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. So that mentality, I think, is, is something that you kind of prepare for throughout your whole life, mm-hmm. I think. And I think in, in the way that your parents raise you and the way that you are brought up has, I think, a bigger impact on – on kind of that than anything else a coach you know if I coach you at Carlsbad for four months a year there's another eight months where you know you're being raised by the family right right? and if I get you as a freshman there's a there's 14 years there where you are you were raised as this person right I'm not going to come in here and turn you into anything right so I think the parents have such a big influence on their kids and I'd be curious just to kind of see for you um in knowing, you know, obviously dad, I see him all the time, talk mm-hmm. to him. He called me the other day and I didn't get to it. And his voicemail literally said, I know you screen everybody's calls with all these parents. So <laughs> I said, oh, not yours, but, um, so I'd be curious to see kind of how you feel the impact was for you and, and how that kind of prepared you for yeah. where you went, where you are now. Um, I mean, I just remember growing up, he was always at, he was always, like, a very stable, like, if you want it, like, you can go get it. Like, nothing's going to hold you back. Like, he always, you know, like, every dad. Mm-hmm. But he would also make, like, he would make the sacrifices, you know? So he would, if I would be like, hey, do you want to play catch? He'd be like, sure, like, 100%. Like, it wouldn't yeah. be like, oh, I have to do work or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd, always, he'd just drop everything for me or my brother. Or, like, he was just, like, that, that guy, you know? Yeah. And he was always a good role model, too, like... <clears throat> I mean, it's cliche, but it's super easy to look up to him mm-hmm. and just like his work ethic and, and where he's like from, cause I grew up in New, uh, New Jersey. So moving here and just seeing how he has progressed, like just working hard mm-hmm. and like earning what he has now, like mm-hmm. living by the beach. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty awesome. Like it's just so easy to just be like, yeah, I want to be like you. Yeah. You know? It's cool. It um, is cool. It plays, that plays everywhere working hard mm-hmm. you get what you, you really really like 
get what you work for in yeah. this life. So you can go on, but I, I, I agree. I think that to have a dad like that, that works the way that yours has, it sounds mm-hmm. like, uh, mine was similar, super blue collar. Yeah. My dad was a UPS guy, 33 years, right? Yeah. But started as a guy that threw boxes into the back of a truck. Right. Finished as a feeder driver and retired at 53. Like, he put his time in, and it was 12-hour days. Like, I remember shifts would roll around, and he'd get what he'd get because he's in a seniority line. And mm-hmm. some days, some years, it was, you're now working 3 p.m. to 3 a.m. And he's like, right on, thanks. <laughs> but he did it. Yeah. He did it, and he never missed yeah. things. Like, anything he could be at, he was at, sports-wise right. or whatever. So... I agree in that in that kind of work department that, you know, it's a big deal to have that yeah. that kind of uh, leadership and see that for 18, 19 years of your life. Right. And it become that's the normal. That's the thing. It's like yeah. you look at your dad and go, this is my normal. And it's not that's not for a lot of people. Today, nobody wants to work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to work less and make more money. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Dude, that's the only reason I'm doing this. I try to get this thing blow up so I don't have to work. I just talk all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the idea. So, so go on about that. I kind of like I like that you kind of recognize that and and see that as something that that's important. Yeah, I mean, and you also when we first moved out here, it was like a very I was ten or something. I think mm-hmm. it was like ten or eleven, and his job wasn't. It wasn't like you had to go work nine to five. It was kind of like you had to make a business call. So he's always around. Like he was around the house all the time. Like he had his office. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was just always there. Like it wasn't like I never saw him. Yeah. Like he was just always there for me. <clears throat> um, you know, I mean, I'm not spoiled. I mean, I am. But he, like, he gave you everything like I you reckon, needed. Yeah. He, I mean, he still does. I think that's what he, I think just in knowing him and seeing you and, where you are and what you've done. Yeah. I think there's a difference in being spoiled and getting like, I recognize what he's done for me. He gave you all the resources to get where you are. Right. He didn't give you a bunch of flashy, nice things that you didn't need. Exactly. He gave you what you needed Mm -hmm. and made it nice. If you need new cleats, you're getting nice new cleats, but it's not like you're getting eight pairs of cleats for fun. Like you're going to get what you need and it's going to be nice. And I'm going to supply you as a, as a father, to be successful. I'm going to give you what you, you need to be successful and then it's on you. Right. And I think that's, I tell, I tell that to a lot of parents. I think your job is to give your kid every chance to be successful and then it's on them. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to ever have to look back and go, well, if my parents did this for me or did that for me, then I could have probably been better or probably made it or whatever. Right. You yeah. see that a lot. Yeah. I know you give me that face like, Ugh. but it's the truth. Like that's a reality for a lot of people. Uh-huh. Cause I don't think, that kind of ties into this. Like, I don't think nobody wants to take blame for anything. Right. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know watching your dad in the stands and listening to him, because if you're in the vicinity within like 18 miles of the game, mm-hmm. you're going to hear him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard him every game, every time <laughs> he come up to Fullerton, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Right there he there. is. Um, but, but he's a, there's a big reality to him where he's probably the most supportive in game like voice you're going to hear, mm-hmm. but he's also, I've heard him also go, well, that sucked. Yeah. Like nice pitch way to give up a, a triple in the gap with the game online. Like not in the negative, like, Oh God, my dad's going to get on me. Right. That's a fact. Like, and it's almost like a, well, can't win them all. Like yeah, exactly. that was a bummer. Oh, well, what do you want to eat for dinner? Like we're going right. to, we're going to address it. Cause it happened. We're not going to ignore it. I'm not going to tell you that 
the pitch before the umpire screwed you and that should have been a strike and then mm-hmm. it would have never happened. So it's his fault, not yours. Mm-hmm. It was always on you, I think, right. good and bad. Yeah. And that's a, that to me is one of the things that really prepares people for life in general. I mean, now you can con- take control of things. Uh, but I saw him do a lot of that and maybe that's just my view. I yeah. don't know if you can agree or disagree. No, you're, yeah, the, you're the one that actually went through <laughs> it, but that was my take on it. Is, is that, that's accurate? That's pretty accurate. Right? Yeah. Just on you, he's supportive yeah. and also a realistic guy. So, but that's, that's my biggest thing. I think for parents to get out of something like this experience is whatever your expectations are for your kid, I think you need to raise them that way beforehand like you need to kind of like you can't expect your kid to be a d1 baseball player at a place like fullerton but raise him like he's never going to play baseball again (laughs) and he's just going to live with you and you're going to pay his bills and take care of him for the rest of his life like you can't raise him that way and tell him everything's okay Mm -hmm. and then shoot him straight off to the next level and have somebody tell him everything's your fault right he's gonna they'll, they'll crumble yeah so i think whatever these parents want their kids to do and i've seen it go good and bad i'm not saying there's a right way Mm -hmm. but for me i think a parent needs to look at the expectation they have for their kid Mm -hmm. if they want them to go play d1 then you have to parent them or guide them like in in kind of giving them what they might walk into yeah you can't just go well this is my baby like this is my baby he's (laughs) awesome i don't care like you gotta be a little realistic yeah. and prepare them that way. And I don't think there's enough of that going on because it's rare. It's rare. And I think people think it's easier than it is. Yeah. Like I don't think people understand to go play baseball at the next level at a division one. Like, I don't think they understand the amount of talent that it takes. Like yeah. I asked a bunch of kids that, um, not long ago. I said, what do you guys think the number one thing is to play at the next level? And it was, 10 hands raised and it was uh be a good teammate mm-hmm. have good grades and oh. i'm like part of it part of it it was um you know be coachable yeah hustle work hard i'm like those are all pieces i said but does anybody want to talk about be talented enough like you gotta be good enough number one i think like that's a number one thing you have to be good enough to play at that level whatever it is right like if you're trying to go D2. Say, I don't want to go play D2 at high school. You have to be good enough to play D2 baseball. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have a 4.7 and you, you can't throw a ball 50 feet. Yeah, It's not going to happen. Right. I don't care if you are going to go to D2 and be one for 96 with 48 Ks. Like You're not going to play. Right. So you got to be good enough first. And I think that kind of is where there's there needs to be a realistic side to this for parents and, and anybody. Mm-hmm. Like your dad was so supportive because he looked at you as a real guy and realistically said, my kid is 6'6", 220. He has all the tools. Yeah. I will support him beyond, above and beyond right. because he has it and he's got the right mindset. He's got the mentality. He's got the work ethic. He has everything it takes to go play at the major league level, right? Go through a professional system and do his thing. Right. So it's easy for him to support you. And then I think he recognized whether that's just his personality or he – really thought about it i gotta make sure he stays a little humble here and there too right yeah. so i think he did a great job as far as i saw from just a coach's point and seeing him in the stands and talking to him a little bit of just being very realistic with what you guys wanted to do and how to kind of prepare you to be there it's a huge deal 100%. it's a huge deal 
But and now I got your brother coming through too. He's gonna be a sophomore. Yeah. Oh, Petey. Um, but yeah, I think this is this has been cool, man. I I'm like I said, I know a lot of people kind of requested this one, but for me to kind of really get a feel on a guy that I coached for four years and now get to see him, whether it's on TV or whether it's down in a big stadium, like it's just been awesome, dude. So for me to kind of get a little dive into your life and what it's like there for you after watching you do your thing here, just a very cool experience and fun thing for me to listen to. So I do appreciate you coming out here, taking the time to talk with me. I know some of, some of the listeners will be stoked you came through. They're waiting for a while for this. So um, what's next on deck? What do you got? You got a few weeks in summer? Six, five? How long you got? Uh, let's see. I think I have about about a month. About a month left. About a month left. I'm going to find a house. Find a house to I live in? I don't have an apartment yet. Don't have anything? Nope. Roommate? I have a roommate. Okay. Just no house. Just got to find a place. Yep. Do they help you with that at all, or are you guys on your own? Go get Just it. on our own. You and one other guy? Just me and, yep. Me and my, my pee and my pod. That's it, huh? That's your guy. That's yeah, um, my guy. Well, that sounds like a good situation. I My first year, I moved in with two guys that I didn't really know. Mm-hmm. Met him in summer ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another guy that we met in summer ball showed up at Christmas. Said, oh, I'm coming too. I'm coming to the school, so I'll be there. This guy stayed. His name was Steve-O. Steve Bryant. He looked Steve-O. like... He looked like... Yeah, yeah. Steve-O. <laughs> He looked like Steve, uh, Steve. He looked like Albert Pujols, like identical mm-hmm. as a twenty-year-old like man, bald, perfectly trimmed goatee. He was our first baseman. He was like six two, two, <laughs> two. Maybe he was. 70. He might have been <laughs> two seventy. He was right-handed. He swung those BSR bats uh-huh. like it was unreal to watch him hit baseballs. But he showed up. And lived on our couch the whole semester. I'm like, okay, we have a two-bedroom apartment. We have four guys in here. <laughs> the one guy that didn't play baseball, that just went to school, like yeah. a standard school, no job, no nothing. He takes the one room by himself. I'm like, well, like you need sleep the least out of yeah. all of us. Like, So he's got his room by himself. Me and my other buddy are in a room together. And then this guy's on the couch. His pile of clothes clean and dirty both behind the front door <laughs> like brutal he was he would chew to, the worst he would chew tobacco like a like it there like 80 percent of the day it was uh-huh. like half a, half a can in his <laughs> mouth and what he did which i still can't believe i never really stopped us he took a two liter bottle mm-hmm. cut the top off like like where it curves up you know yeah it's like a funnel spitter is what they call it i guess Cut the top off, flipped it upside down, put it like taped it on, like oh. so. Now you have literally like a funnel, and he would just spit in this thing all semester. He was that guy. He was just so dirty. Oh, great! And I'm like, really? You're in the you're in the living room for the next six months? Like brutal. And then my roommate on top of it thought it, I don't know if he thought it was funny or he just didn't think about it. He loved the movie Step Brothers, uh-huh. which everybody does. Yeah. Great movie. He no matter what time he woke up in the morning, straight up he would turn it on. And then go like get in a shower, so I'd be asleep, and I just have to listen to Step Brothers playing. I'm like, why would you do this, man? Like, so we had a big old blow up. He actually ended up moving out and moved in with his girlfriend, which was fine. But <laughs> you get you got to make sure that's the number one thing. Make sure you got a good uh, a good, good roommate. roommate. Doesn't matter where you live as long as the roommates are good. Yeah, they make a big difference. But well, sweet man. So four weeks, you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, 
on the way out the door here, expectations for your sophomore year? Um, obviously getting better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, keeping the same mindset. Um, there's a, a new group of guys coming in. They're going to be good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't lose pitchers. Maybe we lost one. And, you know, same thing goes. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change anything. I'm just gonna keep grinding. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, nothing's for granted, obviously. So, you know, it was Sunday. I'm just gonna aim for Friday. See what happens. Just basically, just keep doing what I'm doing. Keep my head up. Get my ERA lower. <laughs> <laughs> head up, ERA down. That's it, huh? Yeah. That's the motto. I like it. Well, good man. I look forward to watching you. Look forward to seeing. Uh, what the next year holds, I know it'll be good things. Thanks for coming on, man. I will uh, possibly see you again after the next off season. We'll we'll re up this one and see how it goes. All right, dude. Sweet, thanks for having me. All right, me. Michael. Thank you. Thank you.